You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we got a big show planned for you guys today. We get into the uh, Mach-E, the new Mustang pure yeah. plug-in Ooh, SUV. Geez, electric, yeah. Very interesting. Matt uh, knows all about it, and we get into all the official particulars of it. Also, our friend John Morton had a very bad crash at uh, Daytona in the Z car. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, cover that as well. First, 8sleep.com. Every podcast has mattress ads. There's thousands, but uh, only one uses the technology of temperature to give you the deepest sleep possible. The pod by 8sleep. First bed to combine dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking. Research shows a link between sleep performance and temperature. The pod reacts in real time, adjusting the temp to keep you comfortable. Stays um, cool if you're hot, warms up if you're too cool. It learns. It adjusts. Pod customers fall asleep faster, toss and turn 25% less, and have a 17% increase in deep sleep. And right now, you can get 150 bucks off your pod and free shipping with 8sleep.com slash car. That's 8. That's uh, the uh, number 8, E-I-G-H-T, 8sleep.com slash car, and get 150 bucks off. to get on a church we on a minute get on welcome to carcast man crawl it's matt the moderator deandrea over Hello. there lots of stuff to talk about um we got the uh, ford mach e all electric mustang suv which i'm very interested in you saw the unveiling you actually drove in it you did zero to 16 some slalom and all that so yeah. that's a very interesting car to me because i do want a plug-in electric, and so far it, it's been some weird algorithm of unsatisfying. Like, yeah. you know, you want a nice SUV, you want plug-in, um, and I've been getting these combos of like, well, the f- gas engine kicks in when you go below five miles an hour, and the combined mileage is 27 miles per yeah. gallon. It's like... Somehow the mileage hasn't been that impressive, <laughs> and some like like my uh, my uh, God, my family. What I always thought were my uncle and aunt, but they're my cousins, Vince and Pat Bruno. Like they lived in Santa Monica. <laughs> my family, <laughs> the only people my family knew, like the only family we had, yeah. were the Brunos. They lived in an apartment. In Santa Monica, so they were renters, like in their sixties and seventies, yeah. and whatever, you know, fifties, sixties. And between the two, they owned one car. Okay. So imagine the finances uh, of being. Imagine being fifty-seven, married, renting an apartment, and your wife doesn't have a car, and you don't have a car. You just have a car. Yeah, and yeah. you figure it out. Well, they had a diesel Rabbit. Okay. Circa 19, you know, 78. That diesel rabbit got like 50 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Now it's it's a hunk of shit, but it 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 got 50 miles to the gallon. So it's like when you hear about the gas hybrid technology combined doing 26, 
in the city and 23 on the highway. And it's like, what about Vince and Pat's diesel rabbit from 40 <laughs> years ago? Like, yeah. it's just, it just, I, I get it. You got airbags and crumple zones and leather and stuff, but still, yeah, it's all so far some sort of combination that's not very satisfying to me. I want to plug the thing in. I want to never go to the gas station again. And I want over 200 miles range. Yeah. Well, you can, you can do that with the Mach E. And, uh, I had a, conversation last night with dan edmonds from edmonds.com and he's 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 their test engineer so we got into this this big conversation about sort of the real ins and outs of electric vehicles and all that stuff and uh uh the maki we we touched on quite a bit uh earlier this week but i the the new information is is this there's give you a little recap there's a base model which will be two-wheel drive Single motor in the back, and the base rear wheel drive. Yeah, rear wheel drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and and the base battery and the range will be about two hundred and thirty miles, right? And that starts at about forty three thousand bucks. There's a tax incentive of seventy five hundred dollars, but some people qualify, some people don't, and you got to qualify, you know, whatever. So, uh, so it starts at about forty three grand. You can get the base model with the standard. Uh, single motor and the standard battery. You can get it an all-wheel drive version, and you get an extended battery version, and uh, you can get it up to three hundred miles. Uh, and then you can get a GT, which is uh, more power, and you can get, I believe, a GT all-wheel drive. And the way they do the <clears throat> the, the rear-wheel drive versus the all-wheel drive, what I just found out is is there's a there's a large motor in the back, power in the rear wheels. And on the base model all-wheel drive, it has a small motor in the front. But on the GT performance pack, it takes that large motor from the back, puts it on the front, so it physically has two larger motors. And the performance is significantly increased. You know, I we were talking about this off the air, and I don't feel like I need that much performance out of my electric vehicle because it's electric, because it's instant torque, and because – the real deal is the kind of zero to 60 or the sort of passing mm-hmm. gear kind of thing versus top speed. And once you get to zero to 60 and you're sub six seconds, you're, you're good in, in the family truckster, you know, I, I'm yeah. not. And it does that easily. The base model is zero to 60 and 5.5 and the GT is like 3.5 GT performance back. Yeah, and that's all well. Five, five is quick. It's all well and good, but I see the guys going around in the BMW and the Mercedes, like XM5 and stuff like that. And it's like, I, you got a truck. It it costs a hundred and ten grand. <laughs> yeah. It 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 gets nine miles to the gallon. It's no good off road. It, it it's 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 got a massive engine in it. And I get it, like it looks cool, but we're just on the one thirty four and we're stuck in traffic and we're not going anywhere. Like. Yeah, you got a good looking piece, but I, I don't know what you're doing with it, I, I, other yeah. than getting bad mileage and having people think you're rich, right, 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 or know you're rich. Like I don't know that those those vehicles seem like a big waste to me. But it's just like I just get bad mileage and I spend a hundred grand on an SUV or, or hundred and ten grand, and there's a Mercedes version and BMW. Yeah, I get it; they're trick the, pieces. Yeah, they're 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 cool and they're and they're fun. And when you get it on an open road, 
I know, but they, I don't think these guys ever do. But my point right. is this. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just an asshole. But what I'm saying is, is I don't need all-wheel drive as long as it's rear wheel. It can't be front wheel. Right. Uh, you can give me rear wheel drive. You can give me the extended range package. I don't need the extra power. I need the extra range. And I don't even want the extra weight of the front wheel drive or all right. wheel drive. And I don't want the extra weight of the power either. I'd rather try to get the weight down, get the extended range, do the rear wheel drive, and then every, all the other money will go into the accoutrements, you know, the interior yeah. stuff and all that. And for the for the Mustang Mach-E, you should be able to, when we don't have the breakdown of all the, the configurations, but you should be able to get a rear wheel drive extended range battery version and you don't need the gt or anything if you don't want it. what's extended going to get you to 300 miles see that's a that's a game changer and that would be all i need now i guess the question would be if i got one of those things and i parked it next to uh my wife's tesla x and we opened all the doors and you sort of crawled around it what would your takeaway be so the the Mach E is about the size of a Porsche Macan, yeah. Um, and I I don't know exactly. I want to say maybe that's a little bit smaller than a, than a Model X. I don't mm-hmm. know how much smaller. I think I, 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 I it, it's not a third row, is it? I don't think it, I don't think the Max Pad. What's the what's the wheel? Oh, one seventeen on the uh, Mustang. Yeah. Oh, I, I will tell you. Yeah, well, he'll look that one. I will tell you this. You're going to get more stuff in the Mustang Mach-E because I'm pretty sure the Tesla Model X seats in the back don't fold down for some odd reason. Mm. You can fit a bike in a Model S, but not in a Model X. And the Mustang does fit three people in the back seat. You know, not super comfortably, but it could fit, you know, it's five passenger. The the Mach-E is 186 overall, which I'm going to guess is... At least 14, 15 inches probably shorter than the uh, Tesla overall yeah. length, which you can find out, Max Pata. But either way, what do we think of the interior? The interior is pretty much on par with with what you're seeing in the Mustangs and the Ford-branded stuff. If you get into a nicely equipped like Ford Edge ST or Explorer, uh, you're going to feel like this is similar. It's going to have the same switch, you know, switch where it's going to have the leather interior and the soft touch stuff on the dash. Uh, it, the the dash itself, I'm not a huge fan of. It has the big screen like a Tesla, which is fine, but in front of you, it has a rectangular uh, digital screen. It doesn't have like a gauge pod. And being a Mustang branded vehicle, I was kind of hoping for like something a little sportier in front of you and a little less you know, futuristic movie, RoboCop, Demolition Man kind of. <laughs> you know, it was weird. Uh, my whole life, I I would look at guys on the construction site and there were Ford guys and there were Chevy guys. And of course, because I work with their dumb carpenter guys, it was like mm-hmm. they were super brand loyal, you know, like I was like, eh. I was driving a Datsun, you know, or an Isuzu Trooper so you just or something. Still loyal to the Datsun. Well, my feeling was is this thing gets twice the mileage. It'll haul anything. Yeah. it's bulletproof. But I would sit. I would. I you know I'd jump in Tom Johnson's uh, 
250 or 350 Dooley, you know, and we yeah. drive to Simi Valley or whatever. And uh, it struck me that the Ford interiors were a lot nicer than the GM stuff, yeah. or, or especially like Pontiac mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They were just nicer. They seemed better. And they always seemed better. And I, and I, I, there were parts of me that liked the exterior of some of the GM stuff, but not the interior. Yeah. And Ford is of the American cars. Now, if someone had an 88 Jetta that had a better interior than almost anything Ford had. Right. But it still struck me that, that the Ford interiors were just generally better than the other American uh, counterparts. Yeah, and for a long time there was something like, especially in their trucks, like the shape of the steering wheel between the Ford and the GM vehicles, where the the GM ones uh, always kind of bug me. But uh, the, uh, for the most part, I would agree. The and, Mustang SUV is a, a foot and a foot and a half, or not a foot and a half, but a foot point three, so twelve point three inches shorter than the Tesla. So it's it's shorter. Yeah. Um, now, with the GT or the GT Performance Pack, by the way, you can get it with the Magna Ride suspension, mm-hmm. which we love. That it's yes. fantastic. So it's so Tesla's going to have to make a move because yeah. basically what we're saying is is that the X is a hundred grand. And the mile, the the range is I don't know two forty, two seventy. I mean, you could bump it up to three hundred or yeah, two twenty or something like that. Options. But but the point is, is eh, for half the price now, we're talking about an, another pure electric vehicle. Yeah, sort of all things being equal, like the various versions of an of an X. Yeah, uh, the base Mach E is forty three thousand. The GT is sixty thousand, and you can get a performance pack and a few options, but. You know, this is going to range probably somewhere between forty-three and seventy thousand total. Remember the Tesla Roadster that was going to go over two hundred miles an hour? Yeah, it's what's it been? Two years? Yeah, I, I not don't know. heard anything, I don't not know where seen. That is. They got deposits on it though. <laughs> <laughs> Any footage on YouTube of a Tesla Roadster going through the speed traps at right. the Texas whatever <laughs> Silver yeah, Run? The Texas, at two, Texas Mile, two hundred and two miles an hour. Anything? Anybody? Yeah, haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it. You want to know why? Doesn't exist. <laughs> well, listen, I know everything. I don't, by knowing nothing, when when they were like, this Roadster, zero to 16, under two seconds, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And it goes over 200 miles. No, it doesn't. Nope. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And by the way, if it did, God bless you, but where is it? Yeah. You, you were at... Um, Ah, let's see. You're at Bugatti. Yeah. And so, you saw the 300 mile an hour Chiron. Yeah. Right? It's uh, the Super Sport 300 Plus. This is the one where they, they brought it out to Volkswagen's test track and did uh, 300, uh, I don't have it from, I think 307 or 304. They went over 300 miles an hour. Is um, it? Is it a. Three hundred and four point like, seven. Volkswagen's test track like an oval with a bank on it. I think it is. Got to have a bank. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, uh, and uh, they're going to be able to sell this car. It's going to be three point nine million dollars, roughly, with the exchange. But when you buy this car, it will be electronically limited to. Uh, 273 miles an hour. Oh, how <laughs> yeah. am I going to get to Vegas? I don't know how you're going to get there. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, yeah. also, but, yeah. 
You, this is what it takes to go 300 miles an hour. It takes, uh, I think I, the engine on this thing is. Uh, and by the way, you know how I always tell people save money, just go to Tire Rack, yeah. get the Kumos. Don't worry about not on this car. <laughs> not on this car. No, every like you. I'm sure it has like a $900 battery that says VW on it, and it fits out of a. You know, it's the same one that's in a Jetta. But these tires, oh, yeah. these are special tires. It's an 8-liter W16 quad turbo that makes 1,578 horsepower. Wow, it's almost 1,600 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big bank. It's a VW test track. And uh, <clears throat> it was funny. I had a – I don't know why, but somebody sent me a video of a 9 – 1730 I think sometimes it's a 91710 or it's a 91730 the Donahue like Mark Donahue um Porsche Can-Am you know with the 1500 horsepower whatever it was mm-hmm. like crazy mobile and they took it to Talladega to set the speed record at Talladega and it was previously held like in a NASCAR by like Cale Yarborough or some guy, you know, one of those guys in like in like a NASCAR. But they brought this thing out to to see. They all they need they needed a giant oval with serious yeah. banking, and so here's this nine seventeen on a a Talladega, looking way out of place, and I think it's Donahue driving the thing around at you know two hundred and twenty seven miles an hour or whatever they're trying to break. Yeah, in, you know nineteen seventy four. <laughs> that was that was some crazy ass shit, right? Yeah, actually, it was, and that reminds me. I don't know where Chris went, but Chris, see if you can find this. I think the vintage race at Daytona is going on now, and I'm pretty sure John Morton rolled Randy Jaffe's bre Z car, and they airlifted him out, and uh, the car is messed up. Um, uh, John Morton, luckily, is fine. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure the result of the car. At the very least, Chris, you're going to find Randy Jaffe's Instagram is going to have a, a photo of like a couple photos of the crash. Someone actually took a photo of the crash like happening, not video, but he's got a photo. But uh, I saw it posted. I was like, "What? why didn't this happen? What, what happened? And uh, then he posted another picture of. That's A.J. Foyt. Of, uh, of, uh, of John Morton, like. In a golf cart, like leaving the hospital, still in his racing gear, going. He seems to be okay. He's going to go home, but uh, that's a that's a scary event. By the way, John Morton, nice guy, great driver, not a young man. <laughs> no, I had a uh, I had a slightly like foreboding discussion with John uh, at uh, Fontana a couple of uh, weeks back when we went there for Jay Leno to race in a Z and um, he was racing the Z and he was racing. Uh, he, he's, he's a Z specialist. Now he's raced everything all the time. So he's a guy who could be fast on, uh, on, on any card, any time, but the Z is a specialist. And, and that Z that he has is, um, I don't want to call it a tribute or recreation, but the, the actual BREZ was destroyed, but 
this has all the parts from that yeah, car. Yeah, it's like tribute plus on a on another on another shell, and he's he's rolling. If you go back a picture, uh, we're looking at him at, Look at, that. at night, like up in the air, rolling over a car that's going the other direction. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think somebody spun around and they hit like nose to nose, but that car that he's. And I don't the, know what that is, sort of Can-Am-ish, Z, like it's Z, very low. The Z1 uh, Airborne and <clears throat> and rolled rolled over uh, what it looks like a Janetta mm-hmm. or one of those smaller fiberglass-bodied cars. And, and so Morton, who I was talking to, and now is completely r- rolled over, um, Morton, who I was speaking to uh, at... Fontana. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, how's it going? He's just a super nice, low key guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm, um, it's good. And I go, well, when are you, when are you driving next or whatever? And he goes, ah, I'm going to Daytona driving the Z. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then, yeah, he sounded a little disappointed about it <laughs> or something. And he's like, you know, that, that car's, that car's worth a lot of money. Like he said, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably time to stop driving that car. Like yeah. he he gave up, he made this sort of foreboding. Yeah, that's an expensive car, or it's it, it's it's an interesting car because it's not the car, but it's got all the parts on it. So it's kind of next in line is the BRE two forty Z, and it is pretty it's pretty special in its own right. And, and what Randy's been, been doing with been bringing it, it out and yeah. campaigning it, having it be seen, and having John drive it again, and it's sort of becoming that car. Yeah. you know what I mean, and. John just, he just sort of matter of factly said, I don't know, that car's expensive. Like, yeah. it, it's time to put that car in the museum. Yeah, basically. which is interesting because it's not his car. And he's, that's his observation of it going, you know, I think, I think it's, it's a pretty special car and it should be put, you know, start to become a display car. I wonder how badly the car was, uh, was damaged. I don't know. And I only bring this up because the owner, Randy, had posted the information online. So I felt like it was sort of, I, there's something weird about, like, I'm weird about car crashes, vintage racing crashes. I don't like to post anything unless, like, the driver, the owner yeah. said it, you know? It's, it's, I feel like it's private until it's somebody else gets to say, hey, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of for me, it's just feels like there's an etiquette thing to it. Feels a little intrusive. Yeah. Or a little macabre or something. Uh, but glad to hear John's doing okay. Uh yeah, I don't know if there's any pictures of that car when it was done, like in the pit pit or anything Mm-mm. like that. I, I didn't see any. Castrol Edge. Well the good news is is it's not the actual unibody from the actual car. Yeah. So yeah. you can replace the unibody and, and put all the same old parts on it. And you don't have yeah. to worry about it. I look. I, I, Randy will rebuild it. He's you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. All right, Castrol Edge, uh, heat friction, viscosity breakdown, rob your engine of maximum performance. Uh, friction results in a loss of performance of up to ten percent. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. Helps fight friction, deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. Three times, fool. <laughs> Stronger, <laughs> leading full synthetic against viscosity breakdown. Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. Yeah. Uh, my 935 is over at the LA Auto Show. And uh, yes, with gas in, and galpin. 
It's right. in the uh, I don't is it concourse hall. It's in the you know the, the the middle one between North and South, and Galpin does their whole thing in there. The Galpin Autosports stuff and their Premier Collection, and they've got their their Aston Martins, and he's got his RWB Porsche, and uh, the the Mazda car, the Mazda racing car. What's the is RWP Porsche? RWB. B. Sorry. Yeah, it's the crazy wide body, his purple one that you might have seen. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Um, so your car is there on display because uh, Bo Bachman from Galpin is soon opening a Porsche dealer. Oh, that's right. I don't know if it's Galpin Porsche or he's calling it something else, but uh, he uh, wanted to do something uh, special there. And then the uh, the Por- uh, the Mazda race car, the, the sort of the day glow orange and the green. Um, it is not the actual Lamar car. But it is one of the legit racing cars that that's there. So that's a cool piece to see as well. So go see the 935. If you're, it's, the show runs, I don't know, until December 1st, Sunday, December 1st, like 10 days yeah. or something. Go out, take the kids, and uh, stay away from the goddamn shift knob. <laughs> yeah. I better not fucking lose a shift knob in that thing. I don't know if, if it's going to be roped off or how they're doing it, but they were building the display while I was there yesterday. And uh and filming their TV show and Don't running around. Screw that shift yeah. knob. I need that shift knob. Yep. Uh, yeah. That, see, that's the RWB car. Chris just put up a picture. We'll post that up at carcastshow.com. And uh, they always do a nice. They always do a nice uh, display in there. What was always interesting though is it gives it a weird tone because they do black carpet. Right. Black carpet in that place, and it just absorbs all the light. It's interesting. I'll it's be, not a I'll bright be room. Happy if someone dark. takes a picture of my car and posts it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Max Pata, show me a picture Hi. of a Janetta. Okay. From like a race car, and I think you will see the car. That's a little car. It's 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 wedge shaped, mm-hmm. and it sent John Morton airborne. Yeah. I hope the guy in the Janetta was uh, was okay. Yeah, but that one, you know, it's a. It's not an open car, so and it looked like he sort of ran over the top of them. I'm sure both of them were scared out of their mind, but uh, yeah, uh, it, I guess the photos are just way more dramatic than what actually happened. But it, you know, look, we we know Randy takes very good care of his cars and his his you know the safety features of that thing that he built in the cage and all that stuff is probably above way above spec. So yeah, uh, but you're right. I don't know about the Janetta, but um, but uh, pretty pretty crazy photo. I just want to make sure it is a Janetta. I don't yeah. know if it's a Janetta. <laughs> just find a picture of a Janetta, Max Pata. That's uh. Oh yeah, there. Mm, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think it's like a Janetta. Yeah, you got to find a profile. We're looking at the mm, profile. That yeah, can't be the convertible. There's, can't. There's that's that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That, that green one. That looks yeah. pretty close. Yeah, that's, that's got to be it. I think that's the car. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Good luck, Mr. Mustang, picking out a Janetta. <laughs> Not in this lifetime. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you guys about Geico real quick. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning, maybe pick up some milk. Now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. 
Um, you, uh, so let's see. We got uh, the I'm SUV. A, I'm driving a Lincoln Aviator. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the Grand Touring. The Grand Touring is the plug-in hybrid version of the Lincoln Aviator. And this kind of falls in line with what you were talking about before. Is It's got the twin-turbo EcoBoost V6. Uh-huh. And it's got electric motor and uh, and battery, and you can plug it in. And I I don't know the exact range. I think you get something like forty or something miles in all electric mode. But it's about switching between electric and and gas engine to get you the best miles per gallon. Now, it if you plug it in, it has a battery indicator to show you the charge of the battery. But if the battery's dead like it is right now as I'm driving it, because mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to plug it in, it still uses the electric motor, right? It's not – dead doesn't mean completely dead. It just means I can't drive in EV mode specifically. So when I'm sitting Can in you traffic, charge your battery with braking? You can. So it, and it has a little monitor and it shows me uh, that you're like, oh, you just you – just, you know, how efficient mm-hmm. is your braking? Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting in traffic like I was this morning uh, – I accelerate. The gas engine kicks in. I hit the brakes. I slow down. It says it's in electric mode. It shuts down the gas engine. And as I start to creep forward with traffic, it puts it in electric mode. It actually does move it around. So it always has some charge to it. Mm -hmm. So with a completely dead battery, basically, and still using it, I'm getting like 19, 20 miles a gallon sitting in traffic. But when the battery's charged, it's significantly improved. And the total range combined is about 400 miles on a tank of fuel with a battery. You know, and That's good. Now, that all being said, it's a big, heavy, solid, luxurious vehicle. It's a three-row. It's basically, you know, whatever the size of a Ford Explorer uh-huh. and fantastic oh, yeah. built, audio system. Built on that platform. Yeah, it's built on that platform. Yeah. Everything and, works. Everything's good now. And that's Lincoln's it. The, the, the leather's great. The infotainment system's great. The car play seems to work. There's plugs and outlets and everything. Does. Remote start. I hit the remote start. It senses the weather outside. I, I hit remote start and I left the air on, but when I got in, it had the heated steering wheel and the heated seats on for me because it was cold this morning. So it mm. kind of knows in advance. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out is is a lot of people for a long time, uh, we would have the base brand and the luxury brand, Honda and Acura, Toyota and Lexus, Ford and Lincoln. Uh-huh. And there was, you know, you'd get like a little bit nicer interior and some badging and stuff like that. Lincoln is doing a pretty good job of separating the two more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. I like the Ford Explorer, but the Ford Explorer has a McPherson strut front suspension. The Lincoln has an SLA front suspension, has a short long arm. So mm-hmm. they, they are doing more. They're right. starting with a platform. It's more than stitching yeah, in the but headrest. They're, yeah, they're just really trying to up their game and uh, and make this more of a luxury brand. You can spend $95,000 on a fully loaded you know, a Lincoln Aviator Grand Touring, you know, maybe $96,000. So it that's not inexpensive. Right, you know, right. You, you couldn't get away with anything like that with the Ford brand, really, you know, other than something like a GT500. But uh, but it's it's fantastic. You know, it's really yeah. nice. It's a, it's, a, it's a good time to be around if you want a big screen TV or a car mm-hmm. that works and has air conditioning. It's just, it's a good consumer time. Like yeah. There used to be 
a big deal when when I was younger. It's like, hey, you can't have that, can't afford that, don't get that. You know, you don't get a big screen TV, yeah. you don't get a car with air conditioning, you don't get a lot of stuff. Now there's a lot of stuff and a lot of technology, and the technology doesn't really have moving parts. And anything that doesn't have moving parts, you know, like a Rolex watch is always going to be expensive because it's got moving parts mm-hmm. in it. You take a bottom-of-the-barrel, stripped-down, $18,000 Ford Fiesta, and it has five times the technology that Aston Martin that's parked 50 feet from where we're oh, sitting yeah, has, yeah. and that thing was 165 grand. Yeah. Like, and and you'd be much happier with the technology in mm-hmm. in that in that Fiesta. You've said it a hundred times. Uh, you think about how you spend your life. Get yourself the best uh, bed you can, the best TV you can, and the best car you can. And sitting in traffic in this car, sure you can get the BMW X5M, but this thing is roughly 500 horsepower and over 600 pound feet of torque, so it's not slow. But I was sitting in traffic with 30-way adjustable seats, massaging seats, <laughs> heated and cooled, heated steering wheel, and uh, like eight speakers in the in the in the in the headliner. Like it was just mm. fantastic. And the whole time I'm sending messages on CarPlay, you know, sending <laughs> voice text messages the whole time back and forth, yeah. and, as it's massaging my butt the whole time. <laughs> hey, uh, breaking news: Max Pata thinks it was a Lola. That uh, oh. that Morton drove over. Uh, update your screen, please, uh, oh, Max Pata. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. Well, there, I have the the entry entry list here for that particular race. Oh, there's a better no. shot of the car after everyone spun off when when John was going upside down. There's a better shot of the car. Yeah. Oh, you could see, maybe look at the back. That's a Janetta. It looks there's something about the side scoop. Trying to too fig, trying photo. to fi- figure out the number of the car, Maxipana. Ooh, twenty five. I can't see. I can't yeah, read it. Enough. Number twenty five. Twenty five. I pretty interesting. Lola's an interesting choice. I'm still sticking by my Janetta. Yeah, the Porsche just drove by because that one was a slow Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> All and, right, and, and John Morton's always at the front of the pack, right? So, oh, I mean, John Morton was driving that car at Road Atlanta, and he was just hauling ass in that yeah. that thing, and um, he threw a rod and dropped a bunch of oil <laughs> right at the end of a really long straightaway, and yeah. some poor guy in his five ten who just finished it. Just hit that oil and just uh, yeah. It's when a, is the midi? It's March, I think. Yeah, I think it's in. I think it's in March. It's a. It's a fun event. It's. It's kind of hard to get to, but it's. It's a good. It's a good event. Um, so Corvette uh, car of the year. Yeah, Motor Trend just had their Motor Trend of the Year awards, and the uh, the new C8 Corvette is the car of the year, um, which certainly makes sense. It's a huge leap forward and i believe car of the year by the way suv truck of the year has to be a new model it can't be something existing right so uh it couldn't be it couldn't be it couldn't be the mustang or something like that it couldn't be the old corvette no and it couldn't be you know i don't know like the car of the year has to be a new it has to be a new for this year or whatever the new for a new model so a corvette has been around for set 65 60 years mm-hmm. this is called a corvette mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But is it new because they moved the engine? No, because it, it's the new model. It's the C8 Corvette. Like, you know, obviously uh, but, BMW. But M- Mustang doesn't. Yeah, BMW doesn't come up with an M3 every year. Right. So so Motor Trend Car of the Year would be they made the E30 M3 from uh, 88 to 90 or 88 and 89 or something. And then they basically took off 10 years uh oh they went and then they went to like 94 or something and made the yeah the e36 so that car could be eligible for but then not the next year of that car right yeah and i don't know what the what the list was of competitors i assume like the new porsche 911 it is a new model 911 mm. uh, I, that was probably one of the contenders um probably the toyota supra that's brand new so that uh, that was probably one of the contenders as well. Uh, again, I couldn't say for sure. I'm just speculating on what the potential new car of the year. Maybe uh, 850? Maybe uh, BMW? BMW 850? Yeah, that's... Oh, wait, there's a new BMW? Oh, yeah, yeah four-door, yeah. right? No, yeah, there's there's a there's like a Grand Coupe, but there's a two-door. Um, breaking bizarre car news. <laughs> <laughs> Chevron B8. Wow. wow. Wait a minute. Is that thing... That thing looks so much like a goddamn Janetta. It really does. It's it's shaped like a wedge. Yeah. Find me a Gen. Yeah, it's a Chevron B B eight. But man, is that? Find me a picture of a Janetta that looks exactly. I, like I gotta that think car. the wow, that's shape crazy. of that car is probably why both John and the driver of that car are okay. I think it had to do with a little bit of him just running over the nose of that thing. If that thing had a flatter face, it would just be a crumple zone crash, right? It would just be if that, smashed into each other. Uh, as if, opposed if that to just, thing was a you know a Mustang GT three fifty, and it was just mashed into the front of each that's other, it. right? It would just be they would just be oh, it would be crazy, right? But that car shaped like a door wedge, <laughs> yeah. shaped like a TR eight, yeah, shape just running over shape of things that come, yeah, um, pretty pretty wild, pretty wild, wow. Anyway, it's uh, a little scary or eerie or something. And he was kind of telling me he didn't really want to do it <laughs> because the car was too expensive. Uh, BetOnline.ag. We got the uh, NFL Weekly Pick'em Charity Contest. NFL and college football plus NBA action. Visit BetOnline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use the promo code. Podcast one for a 50% sign-up bonus. Matchups week 12. God, where's the season going? It <laughs> seems like I'm always waiting for it to start, and then we're at week 12. Carolina Saints, Cowboys at the Patriots. Oh, that's a good game. Uh, Green Bay at San Fran. Ooh, good game. Seahawks at Eagles. Another good game. Ravens, Rams. Oh, come on, Rams. Um, my lock is New England over Dallas uh, this week got uh, 500 bucks in rewards to give out each week to five listeners and 5,000 in a season-long charity contest. Join the conversation at Twitter, hashtag SportsNetChallenge, and uh, use the promo code PODCAST1. Receive the 50% sign-up bonus, betonline.ag. It's funny because Chevron, I've seen a lot of those fast chevrons out there but they look a little different they're usually open cockpit cars which um would have not been good yeah that would have been situation a bad day for sure it looked like he might have spun around and then he was facing oncoming traffic Uh, right but how is that do you 
do you think he was at front of the pack or do you think he was like back of the pack and getting lapped? Because you got to assume John Morton was somewhere near the front of the pack. I mean, I could have been lap one, but who knows? But he's probably qualified pretty high up, front of the pack. Maybe that car was front of the pack. Um, yeah. Those cars can be fast. Out. John can be fast. There also can be in there with a lot of fast cars, too. So John doesn't necessarily need to be in the front of the pack if there's a bunch of, like, 935s and stuff in yeah. there. You know, there's a bunch of big stuff in there. So I don't know what run group he was in yeah. and, and how that is delineated. I know when he brings the car to Laguna Seca and he's in the fast guy run group, he's not running at the top yeah. five or ten. He's you know twelve. Yeah, or something. and we did see the nine eleven, which clearly wasn't a nine thirty five. We did see one right. of the, one of the right. uh, lower level ones, but uh, anyway, just. Pretty interesting. Um, before I forget, uh, how about we give a little update on Uppity? Yes. Everybody that pre-ordered Uppity, uh, Nate's team is uh, uh, – they're having all the DVDs and Blu-rays made. Expect an email in the next week or two, and all of that stuff is going out uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, you will be getting that. Definitely before Christmas, maybe much earlier than that, um, probably in the next uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, Uppity is on its way. And uh, the 24-hour war, which uh, everybody went out and saw Ford v. Ferrari, fantastic film. I went and saw it this weekend too. I loved it. I thought everybody did a great job. If you want to see the True Story documentary that you did a few years ago, that's available now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Shelby Doc, the Shelby Doc is available at chassis.com right now. Yeah, it's all out. It's so all three out there. Three good documentaries. And No Safe Spaces is out there at nosafespaces.com. Maybe come to a theater near you or yeah, at a theater well. yeah, near you. Seem to like it. Wow. Yeah. We're looking at the Chevron and the Janetta, and they both yeah. have like the same rear end with the weird scoop in it. The Chevron's got a little longer front nose. Now, you say the Chevron might have been a Roadster, but doesn't it look like the Cheetah? Is it a che- Cheetah that's like looks like that, but it's a Roadster? The Cheetah has a little bit of a Cheetah in it. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of the same DNA. They're both just like fiberglass-bodied uh, cars. Um, the one I was kind of thinking of is the Fast super fast chevrons that show up to Laguna Seca. They're weird cars. They have like 13-inch rims and they're like a mid-engine and they look like Mm -hmm. miniature Can-Am cars. Mm -hmm. They look like a scaled-down Can-Am car. Yeah. Remember, um, God, what's his name? Frank Keaty was driving one with a BMW power plant in it. It was like super quick, but it kept overheating or or something like that. Now, uh, what we're looking for, Max Apata, is the – yeah, was it Marino Franchini? Yeah, um, yeah Marino Franchini, I think, was driving it. Maybe see what Marino – It's about, about, three or, about three years ago in a BMW-powered Chevron or whatever. But they look – so what they look like is they look like um, a McLaren Can-Am car mm-hmm. down 20%. Scale wise, <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. just like a little bit smaller, 
and instead of the big V8 in the back, they uh-huh. have something smaller, like a um, like a Cosworth or something. Like yeah. they got like a high winding like Cosworth in them, and they have like thirteen inch or four, small but big slicks. Yeah, but like small Real diameter, small and they. Scoot around that track like mm-hmm. those guys, and they, they probably weigh thirteen hundred pounds or yeah. something, and they get around that track, man. Well, with Marino driving, especially, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Marino driving, but all the guys who drive those cars are good because yeah. they're fast, and, and and they get around the that track. I swear to you, they are they'll get around that track in like one twenty two or something. I swear, I've had some of those guys in my run groups before i'll try to find a find a picture of it um yeah you're getting getting close it's going to be an open car and i go the top and go the right that's kind of close to yeah what what it is it's just it's got a chevron it's got a a chevron open car yeah it's got like a can-am look to it but it's miniature yeah the mirrors always bug me. The weird, like the the tent pole with the front with the one mirror. Just like I get it, you need it. It's functional, but just it's just like somebody drove the car around the track and then listen did test laps and then later when somebody was behind him, he's like, I could really use a mirror. I feel the same way about a LaFerrari, bucko. <laughs> yeah. All right, go to AdamCrolla.com for all the live shows. Reno's coming up soon, December 7th at the uh, Virginia Street Brew House. And you can go to AdamCrolla.com for all the live stuff. Until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.